You can't really begin to appreciate life until it has knocked you down a few times. You can't really begin to appreciate love until your heart has been broken. And you can't really begin to appreciate happiness until you've known sadness. Once you've walked through those valleys, the view from the mountaintop can be breathtaking. Hello and welcome to episode 245 of Under the Call of MS. This is going to be an MS Deep Dives episode. Talking about something that <laughs> I have the hardest time trying to figure out what the hell I have of it. But finding purpose in life. Uh, it's the beginning of September. It's September 1st. Today... September comes from the Latin word septim, seven, because this had been the seventh month of the early Roman calendar. <clears throat> and when I talk about stuff at the beginning of the month, I like to do the little puzzle of the month. And the question of the day puzzle is, what sound do porcupines make when they hug? I'll have the answer later on in the show. <laughs> Think about it for now. I don't know the answer until I read it. So, yeah, a thought in mind about it. Let's look into finding purpose in life. This is kind of a hard thing to even consider thinking about right now because. Uh, doing this new medication, I just, for some reason, the past few days, the body just kept getting worse and worse and worse, but yet the queasiness and the herpiness and stuff like that, that's less, but body pains and fatigue are worse. Spasticity is worse. I up to my baclofen, but last couple nights, I noticed that it was way worse. I might have to go up one more. I think I'm only doing three right now because of the Maven Clyde. I'll just have to bump it up to four at night. Maybe take a couple around five in the morning. Have the extra muscle relaxant while I'm trying to sleep and see if it helps. But yeah, constantly jumping up with different spasticity issues and things jumping around locking up and doing all kinds of weird things so yeah it's I figure this is a good thing to talk about because today I did some running around and it was hard to even <laughs> look at people be around people move <laughs> Uh, just, yeah, it was a long morning so far, so now I try and get a little yard work yet done today, and day four of my weed whacking week, <laughs> get about, well, I got pissed because I got, I think, uh, around 11 trees worth of trimming done. And the, after about nine, eight, nine, it's like uh, the battery just wasn't dying like it usually does. So usually I get about six trees or so or six items that I'm trimming around before the battery dies. But the last couple of days, that thing's been going the extra, extra percentage, extra Give an extra effort out of that damn battery, and my body is getting pissed up. <laughs> it's like, I hate that I have to charge the battery about 10 times to do the whole yard, but I also hate when the battery lasts too long and my body just wants to quit, but I mentally cannot quit because when I'm doing something, I got to keep pushing it and just keep taking breaks. Try and get it done to get as much use out of the battery as I can. What is your purpose in life? 
it is natural to question your direction, your goals, your hopes, and desires to help others. But did you know that finding and, and embracing that purpose may actually play a part in your physical and mental health? And like I've mentioned before, I'm a 24-7 living caretaker. I do that for free. I, it costs me why I want to keep the thing going. Uh, podcast, pretty much do that for free. <laughs> I enjoy the shit out of it and helps my brain and all that stuff. But I put a good 30 to 40 hours a week into that. Just randomly here and there on and off doing things for it. It's so I guess my purpose of life right now is keeping people alive while I destroy my body more and give myself less opportunity to do things with my wife physically as long as I can. I'm taking away the good times that we could possibly have by using that physical momentum and energy now and deteriorating my body more and more. So that just brings on extra depression. And as you're doing it, you're getting deeper and deeper in the hole that life has to offer and not getting anywhere with it. So I guess my purpose in life then, <laughs> since that's just not doing any beneficial things for me, uh, it benefits others, but I guess my purpose in life is to do my podcast get information out for people to maybe help help MS wise, health wise, help someone understand what they're going through and other than that, I have no freaking idea. I don't know what the hell I'm life's gonna have to offer in the next couple of years. It just wanna get through this two year run of this new medication and see if it does anything for the body and Brings back any of the things that have disappeared over time. Let's see if I could get a few beneficial years that I could do some things and maybe enjoy something before it's total lockdown and with the body. I don't know. That's <laughs> I'm obviously in a good mood today. I don't know. It's just society just isn't designed for a normal happy world for everybody. <laughs> society is designed for the 1% and we're just the Kicking stones along the way. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> you got to look at what your purpose in life is and try and see if you can find it. <laughs> see what you can pull out of your hat. And hopefully benefit you or someone else. In the future, a Holocaust survivor, Frankel, credited his ability to survive his time in concentration camps to what was, essentially, his purpose in life, to bring attention to PIL's place in the medical world. He shared his thoughts on PIL, purpose in life, and how it helped him to survive those dark years. 
in his book that he wrote called A Man's Search for Meaning. In a nutshell, Frankel believed that we are instinctively wired to have a purpose in life and that having one and pursuing one will keep us healthy. That's why I guess I'm deteriorating because I can't figure out a purpose in life. (laughs) In the first of Frankel's key dimensions, determining meaning in existence, participants were asked to rate their answers to the following statements on that one to seven scale, with a four being considered neutral. I'm assuming one is don't care and seven is care a lot about whatever or whatever. I don't know what he doesn't give what the one to seven means, but okay. Well, maybe it, yeah, it does. I am completely bored. A number is one to exuberant enthusiastic, which is seven. In life, I have no goals or aims at all, which is a one, to very clear goals and aims, which is seven. And then in achieving life goals, I have made no progress whatsoever. One, progressed to complete fulfillment, which is a seven. In the second of Frankel's key dimensions, freedom to create meaning in daily life. Statements included such items as, I regard my ability to find a meaning, purpose, or mission in life as very great, which is a seven, to practically none, which is a one. My life is in my hands, and I am in in control of it, would be a seven to out of my hands and controlled by external forces, being a one, and facing my daily tasks is a source of pleasure and satisfaction, which would be a seven, to a painful and boring experience, which is a one. And then for the third of Frankel's key dimensions, will to find meaning in future challenges. Statements included such items as, life to me seems always exciting, would be a seven, to completely routine, which is a one. Every day is constantly new and different, would be a seven, to exactly the same, which is a one. After retiring, I would do something of the exciting, I would do some of the exciting things I have always wanted wanted to do, which would be a seven, to loaf completely the rest of my life, which is a one. And once all state, all 20 statements, which they are not all here, this is only nine statements, so. You have to read the book to get his whole thing. But after, once all the 20 statements were rated by a participant, the final score was tallied. The higher the score, the higher a person's EIL, purpose in life, and thus the heightened motivational force for survival Frankel had described. Despite Crumbaugh and... Mahalik's efforts to quiet the skepticism surrounding surrounding PIL and its place in a person's overall health with their scale through the subject faded into the background, or though the subject faded into the background. But yeah, it's like, I get it. I mean, you're hitting high numbers, you're a happier, healthier person. Getting lower numbers, you're depressed as shit. You got lots of problems that you gotta try and figure out, deal with, work with your doctors and all that stuff. And I'm probably <laughs> go through the whole test, and I'm sure I'm ranking everything around a one, one, two, or three. 
myself just by looking at those questions. So that right there says I have no purpose in life. By even guessing what his outcome would be, but I'd have to do the whole test and find out. Purpose is what guides our decision, shapes our goals, defines our path, affects our choices, and helps us establish our life's meaning. What each individual person's purpose is depends in part on whether he or she tends to be more intrinsically or extrinsically motivated. Those who learn more towards being intrinsically motivated derive pleasure and or purpose from helping others, while those who tend to be extrinsically motivated are driven more by tangibles such as a hands-on project. Dementia occurs when the brain cells neurons are damaged and no longer work properly. The type of dementia is characterized by the nature and location of the cell damage. The most common form of dementia is Alzheimer's disease. Proteins called beta amyloid and tau accumulate in neurons and lead to cell death and improper functioning. The damage in Alzheimer's primarily manifests itself in memory loss. Until fairly recently, the only real advice given as to ways to potentially combat the development of Alzheimer's has been to eat healthy, exercise, and keep your brain stimulated. And drink lots of water. Make sure you get your daily amounts of water great for your brain and body. There is reason to believe PIL could help reduce the risk of developing Alzheimer's. What researchers found is that those with a low PIL were 2.4 times more likely to progress to Alzheimer's than those with a high PIL. PIL may have a protective effect on what is known as cognitive reserve and that people with a greater reserve can withstand more brain injury before developing neurological symptoms. The leading cause of death in the U.S., strokes, occur when blood vessels fail to provide blood to oxygenate brain tissue. Strokes can run the gamut from brief reversible transient ischemic 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 attacks TIAs to massive deadly attacks they found that as the subject's PIL scores improved the risk of stroke went down by as much as 22% Turning to the leading cause of death in the United States, cardiovascular disease, a higher baseline PIL PIL was linked to a lower risk of heart attacks. Acute stress occurs over a short period of time, helping to initiate the body's fight or flight response in the presence of something potentially harmful. Chronic stress occurs over a longer period of time. When you experience stress, your brain releases a hormone into the bloodstream, which further stimulates your adrenal glands, adrenal glands, to release the stress hormone known as as cortisol. Cortisol has many positive benefits or tasks. For starters, it stimulates your body to metabolize molecules that increase energy production in your cells so your body can better handle the stressful situation. Cortisol also has an effect on the immune system when released into your bloodstream. It stimulates your 
immune cells to produce anti-inflammatory cytokines, 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 and inhibits your immune cells from producing pro-inflammatory cytokines, cytokines. I know I'm saying 90% of these words that you can say multiple ways is totally wrong, but my brain is not bringing them up. And sorry about the throat too. It's a little scratchy and hoarse because I was screaming out my car window a little bit today and I was out running around <laughs> trying to let some stress out. Or, in other words, the cortisol helps to temporarily block the body's inflammatory response so it can better function during the stressful situation. During chronic stress, that which is more sustained due to stressors such as difficult job or home situations, cortisol levels remain higher than normal for prolonged periods of time. When this happens, for any hormone in the body, the body can desensitize to that hormone. In regards to the immune system, the regulation of the inflammatory response will be thrown off, thereby increasing inflammation in the body. It can also have a negative effect on your immune systems. <clears throat> Excuse me there. <laughs> Your immune system's ability to respond appropriately when it is needed or even not needed. Inappropriate immune system activity is thought to be a contributing factor in many central nervous system conditions, including Parkinson's disease. Alzheimer's disease, and multiple sclerosis. Studies have shown that having a high purpose in life lowers resting cortisol. Even if the participants were stressed, they were more likely to get their cortisol lower if they had a high PIL. It's when cortisol rises and stays high that the body's immune system stops re responding thus having an effect similar to driving a car with the emergency brake on, so that in an emergency, it no longer provides any assistance. Stress isn't necessarily bad in and of itself. Everyone has it at some point, but how it's interpreted can make the difference between its positive and negative effects. Stress, aggravation, all that stuff, any of that's just bad on, on your body. It's going to take it negatively no matter what. Aside from the studies with PIL, intuitively, it makes sense that having a purpose keeps us looking forward instead of backward. But finding that purpose and sometimes having to adapt that purpose to reflect changes in physical ability isn't always an easy task, and multiple factors can come into play. Understand what brings joy and holds interest, or more importantly, things that feel you feel passionate about and the things that give meaning to your life. Process those things with a family member who truly knows them. Medita meditation and journaling can also help lead to finding one's purpose. It's important to note that being happy and having a purpose in life do not always go in hand in hand. While happiness can have its positive impact on the body, in terms of less stress, one's happiness is often rooted in the movement. Meaningfulness, on the other hand, is more endearing and can be the key component in helping a person survive against, survive great stress and suffering. Excuse me. Oh, it's just getting all scratchy. 
think back on crucible moments in life as is those moments that were extremely challenging how did you overcome them what did you do it is in those actions that they believe many people will find their true purpose in life There's a book called Finding Power and Purpose in Your Crucible Moment by Warwick Fairfax. You can check that out for some more information on it. And still unsure of your true PIL? Then consider looking back on goals you had when you were younger or look to the stories of others to see if they resonate. Read inspirational books or attend lectures. Stories that inspire make us dig deeper. We learn by example, however, of greatest importance in the search for one's PIL is that it's your own and not someone else's. What brings joy and excitement to one's life becomes obvious over time. And when they find their PIL, a decrease in depression is notable in both objective and subjective ways. Okay, so I got scratchy throat and I'm going hoarse and now I'm getting the burps. Water for the working man. See if that helps at all. For some, knowing their PIL. PIL isn't the problem. Rather, it's finding a way to pursue it within the framework of your physical abilities. Having a purpose in life is important for care partners as well. Whether caring for someone out of choice or necessity, care partners are in a unique situation, one where very often their own needs, physical and mental, are secondary to that of the person they are caring for. As a result, rates of depression in care partners tend to be high, making them prime for diseases too. A lot of times, (laughs) caretakers pass away before the person that they're taking care of because they're focusing on the other person's health and not worrying about their own, and our bodies just do not like that. (laughs) While noble in many ways, it is important for these care partners to realize that they can better manage the impact of stress on their own bodies by taking care of themselves and finding their own purpose in life. Looking to the stories of others can inspire and often help you to step back, dig deep, and maybe even help lead you to finding your own purpose in life. And there's tons of tons of inspirational books out there nowadays. And groups you can get into, organizations. There's just tons of stuff you can search for and find to help you along the way. And I know I shouldn't even be talking about because I haven't. I have no concept of my own purpose in life at the moment. But I'm hoping that maybe this will help someone that wants to find theirs find it. But I'm just at that moment of my life where I'm just lost. (laughs) And it's just past couple of years have not been helpful with all the COVID crap and all that shit going on and everything else. Changes and moves and life being boxed away or given away or everything's just lost. (laughs) I'm just lost. (laughs) But do what you can. You can come up with more stuff for you to Research and look at in a bit after this. Okay, did you forget the puzzle of the month already? What sounds do porcupines make when they hug? 
I figure they're screaming because they're stabbing each other. <laughs> the answer is, ouch. <laughs> so I guess I was pretty much on par with that one. Uh, I know they're stupid puzzles. <laughs> All right, let's get back to some purpose in life stuff. Finding a purpose in life is a deeply personal thing. For it to have optimal impact, it must be something that resonates for you, something that reflects your beliefs, your interests, your goals. The key is knowing how to unearth it under the trials and tribulations of everyday life. Make several lists. What makes you happy? What are your talents? What can people learn from you? What calls you, calls you to action? Spend time with your answers. Perhaps your purpose in life is on one or more of the your list that you make up. And write up as many different list that you need to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write thank you notes to the people who have made a difference in your life sometimes in acknowledging those people and the impact they had on our lives we find a desire to do the same for others taking time to see yourself through the eyes of loved ones can often reignite long dor dormant passions. Hearing how something you've done or said may have positively affected the life of another person is motivating. Feel that. Let it fuel you. Let it fuel you. <laughs> uh, become inspired by the stories of others. Very often when listening to another person's trials via a speech or a book or a podcast or a television program, we find a commonality that speaks to us. We may not have experienced the exact same thing, but we may connect over a shared feeling. How did this other person handle their obstacle? What was their motivation to turn the corner to keep going? Did something they say resonate with you? Did it spark a desire with you, within you? Just look at that and see if there is anything that reflects for you. The ways in which you can make a difference in life are endless. Are you gifted in, in art? Is there someone who might benefit from your ability? Do you enjoy writing? Is there an organization that could benefit from that ability? Did you overcome a trial in life? Is there a group of people that might benefit from hearing of your experience? Is there an elder, elderly person in your community who lives alone? A weekly call to say hello might be just the emotional boost that they need. Or if you're a sibling and you have someone elderly, you should give them a call once a week at least. And just say hey and what's up and not whine about your problems and your issues and stress them out. Just talk about good things. Happy things? Are you good with animals? Perhaps you can volunteer at a shelter in some some type of capacity. Not only is it helping you, it's helping a little critter have some happiness. Can you stuff envelopes? Are you good with paperwork? Many organizations would value assistance in these areas, but if you're an envelope stuffer, then you're just sending a bunch of crap mail out to people that it's probably making them stressful because you're getting the crap mail. It drives me nuts that they still hand out these packets full of 
crap that we don't want, most of us, and we still got to take it because the post office puts it in every damn box, even though if you say you don't want it, want to try and save some scrap for the environment, they still want it, still will put it in your box, which drives me nuts. So two-sided that way. It's like things, clean up things. And destroy things and overproduce things. <laughs> Before the pandemic, everything was let's get rid of straws, let's get rid of plastic, rid of bags, all this stuff, trying to clean up the environment. And all of a sudden, pandemic hits, let's put everything in plastic bags, give all these extra containers out, and so nobody has to touch anything. Nobody breathes on anything. <laughs> Pull out the photo albums. Read an old diary. Write about the best and worst parts of your life. Sometimes, in looking back, our path forward can be found. Gather together those friends or family members you looked to for... for some of the earlier stuff that we talked about and start tossing out ideas of things you can do maybe in the process of sharing and tweaking that comes from several minds turning a shared topic or goal something will resonate shift your brainstorming session to include ways in which you can set about pursuing that idea inside the parameters of your ability as life changes, so too can a person's PIL. If you find yourself in this situation, step back, reevaluate, and tweak as necessary. If that doesn't work, don't be afraid to go back to the drawing board in search of a brand new PIL, ones that that's a better fit for where you are in life at that time. Like, your purpose in life can easily change throughout the years as your interests change and your connections change and everything else around you changes. Your purpose in life may more than likely also change. On March 19, 2021, the Janssen Pharmaceutical Companies of Johnson & Johnson announced that... Uh, the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, approved Ponvery, Penezumad, for the treatment of relapsing forms of multiple sclerosis in adults, including clinically isolated syndrome, relapsing remitting, and active secondary progressive forms of MS. New, new disease-modifying therapy is taken orally by Mount mouth once daily and has been shown to reduce annual relapse rates and reduce disease activity as shown on magnetic resonance imaging MRIs compared to treatment with an approved DMT, Abagio, teraflunamide. Ponbury should be available by prescription in April of 2021. And the most common side effects include upper respiratory tract infections, elevated liver enzymes, and high blood pressure. But this was March of 2021, which wasn't that long ago. And we are, I don't remember even hearing any more about that drug, so I don't know. Says Ponvery is a selective spingazine 1 phosphate receptor, S1P, modulator that is believed to work by keeping immune cells called lymphocytes out of the blood and trapping them in the lymph nodes. Lymphocytes that circulate in the blood and cross the blood brain barrier to enter the central nervous system are thought, thought to cause. The damage to nerves seen in MS. Other approved 
Finzene 1 phosphate S1P receptor modulators for MS include Jelenia, Fingalimod, Mazent, which is Sapanamod, and Zaposia, which is Azanamod. Should this medication need to be stopped at any time, it leaves the blood within one week and the effects on the immune system were off in one to two weeks for most patients. That's not too bad. Uh, it's like this thing I'm on right now. I don't even think it leaves your system for a year fully. I don't know how this works. But because initiation of Ponbury treatment results in a disease decrease in heart rate, first dose monitoring is recommended in patients with cer- certain pre-existing cardiac conditions. The most common side effects include, as said earlier, include upper respiratory tract infections, elevated liver enzymes, and high blood pressure. Adverse effects can include more serious infections and a slowed heart rate, which is bradycardia or bradyarrhythmia. When starting Ponbury, and to help minimize the potential for initial side effects, patients begin taking Ponbury in a titrated starter pack for the first 14 days. The starter pack begins with a low dose and gradually increases to the full dose approved by the FDA. Ponbury lowers the number of white blood cells, lymphocytes, in the blood. This medication also increases the risk of infection, including serious infection that can be life-threatening. Wonderful. Wonderful different drug things, but if you want to check out more on it, you can go to ponbury.com, P-O-N-V-O-R-Y.com, and do some research on it if you are getting ready to change medications or getting started on a medication that's interests you at all check it out <clears throat> excuse me yeah. take a drink every glass good stuff Maynard be nice if I had a couple ice cubes in it Alright, what else we got for news here? In February of 2021, the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, approved a new intramuscular injection route of administration for plegrity, agenterferon beta 1A, a disease-modifying therapy, DMT for relapsing forms of MS. The medication is marketed by Biogen, a Cambridge, Massachusetts-based biotechnology company. The FDA first approved use of the interferon-based EMT in 2014. Since then, the medication has been administered subcutaneously, meaning that a short needle is used to inject the DMT into the tissue layer between the skin and the muscle. So, you're still going to be getting an injection. So, I don't know, it's just a longer form injection. Bioequivalence between the two dosing regimens regimens was confirmed, and data showed that participants receiving plegrity plegrity through IM administration experienced fewer injection site reactions than participants receiving SC administration. And IM is intramuscular and SC is subcutaneous. So, so yeah, you're still injecting just a different form. what else they got for news in here. Some Ocrevus stuff, it looks like maybe. 
the impact of disease-modifying therapies, DMTs, and MS often is easier to evaluate in younger adults than older people. This owes in part to the fact that younger people tend to have more inflammatory inflammatory disease activity, providing a clearer baseline against which to measure the effect of a medication. Similarly, older people are less likely to have relapses, diminishing the utility of measuring changes in annual relapse rate as a marker of medication efficacy. Further, older people are likely to have more comorbid conditions such as osteoarthritis or diabetes, making it difficult to to determine whether impaired mobility, fatigue, or another symptom is due to MS or some other cause. Ocrevus is an anti-CD20 therapy, meaning that it exercises its effects on the CD20 molecule found on the surface of the immune system's B cells. These cells are believed to play a role in the development of MS. Ocrevus is approved by the FDA to treat both relapsing and progressive forms of MS. Clinicians also sometimes use another anti-CD20 therapy, rituximab, to treat MS. However, rituximab is not approved for use in MS, although the FDA has approved its use for a number of other diseases. I thought rituximab was one of them on our MS. Guess not. They found no evidence, or they found no difference in two-year clinical endpoints for patients while on ocrelizumab, ocrevus, compared to prior starting anti-CD20 therapy. Though there was a trend towards decreased CDP confirmed disability progression on ocrelizumab that our study, that their study was not sufficiently powered to analyze. I guess they didn't get enough money for that study, so they couldn't analyze that aspect of it. Progressive MS patients' clinical status did not worsen over roughly four years, including the last two on Ocrevus, which was encouraging, unless you were me, because my stuff advanced while I was on Ocrevus, so it did nothing for me. For that, I missed the steroid. I, I miss having my Ocrevus infusion because of the steroid. The two to three day steroid rush that I would get. But yeah, it's, I miss that part of it. Don't miss the sleepiness. Don't miss the uh, crap gap when you're four to six weeks out from your next infusion. And if you're lucky like me, you ended up another four to eight weeks without an infusion because of paperwork being thrown all over the place and having issues and instead of people getting their head out of their ass and working on figuring it out, they just sit there and <laughs> just sit there and keep pushing things off and not getting them taken care of right and correctly and listening to what I had to say about it. And if they would have, they would have sent stuff to the right places, probably. <laughs> Other than that, I am going to leave it there with the multiple sclerosis stuff for today. And just as a decent. Decent enough segment for MS Deep Dive. Uh, some little tricks for you. Since it's getting to be, we had 50 degree temperatures last night. It's getting closer and closer to that 
freezing mark at nighttime. So if your temperatures get below 30 degree, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, or you hear that they might in the future, uh, your plants will want to be protected because they can freeze with temperatures in the 25 to 28 degree range to 32 degrees and can widely can be widely destructive to your vegetation but frost protection is uh, especially important for tender plants such as geraniums begonias impatiens peppers and tomatoes cover your plants with frost cloths or other insulators including newspapers straw old sheets and bed spreads or evergreen branches. Never heard of that one before. And it makes complete sense. Other than what you have the pine needles to deal with then. And don't the pine needles fall off relatively quickly within a week or so. Avoid plastic covers and use cloth sheets. Cover the whole plant. You're trying to retain radiated radiated heat. So I can understand the plastic covers are probably collect condensation too and then you're freezing with condensation that can even worse in the ground for the plants it's best to have all covers in place well before sunset drape loosely to allow for air circulation and before you cover the plants in late afternoon or early evening water your plants lightly which there that counters my idea about the plastic so <laughs> i don't know why they don't want you to use plastic but yeah they do say if you the moisture can help keep it from keep it insulated too i've heard the plants should be mulched but the mulch but pull the mulch back from the root of the plants remove the covers by mid-morning so that way they get that any type of sunlight that comes up. In the fall, the first frost is often followed by a prolonged period of frost-free weather. So cover tender flowers and veg vegetables on frosty nights. And you may be able to, to enjoy extra weeks of gardening. In late fall, spread a heavy layer of newspaper topped off by fall leaves over a portion of a carrot parsnip beet or rutabaga row to allow these root crops to to overwinter in the soil without freezing that's cool but yeah i'll leave it at that and we'll get back to you with more ms and other stuff comics and video games and who knows what else in the near future? Be good to yourself. Find that purpose in life. Everybody's apparently got one. <laughs> Don't follow in my footsteps. <laughs> I'm hopeless. I'm helpless. <laughs> Just uh, do what you can for you, and make your make you better. Take care of yourself. Take care of everybody else. Keep that monster locked in a box. And we'll get back to you again sometime soon.